What's up, everybody? Welcome to another retro review. Um, I am doing this solo. Uh, Brian is off for the next couple of weeks, um, attending his usual uh, Laughlin football trips, and he's actually going to PAX, too, but uh, he's left me in charge of doing a couple reviews. I don't know why I just saluted. No one can see it. Um, <laughs> uh, he left me to do some of the reviews, and um, there's a, we've been putting together a list. If you haven't joined the Discord, possibly you'll get an inside look to some of these, but um, occasionally I'll post a movie and say, you know, do you have any interest in doing this? And he'll say no, or, you know, I per you know, you're probably better suited for that. Things like that. Same thing goes for like wrestling. He won't do a wrestling one, obviously, because he's not a wrestling fan. Um, so I'm doing this one alone. I'm doing this one on a movie. Um, I'm being interrupted by a plane. Uh, I'm doing this on a movie that I've been putting off for a long time. Funny enough, I've been putting it off for a long time, and then Barnes & Noble had their 50% off Criterion movies a couple months back, and I had actually bought it. Um, I had bought it because I love Henry Fonda. Uh, 12 Angry Men. Uh, did not watch it on the Blu-ray that I bought. Uh, watched it on Amazon um, about a week ago. I've watched it all the way through at least three or four times since then. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and it's everything I had hoped it would be. Um, it's a masterpiece. Plays like a play, you know. I I I heard someone recently when I brought it up. Uh, Might have been at school. School started for me uh, recently. That the play is just as good as the movie. And I can see, I, I can see why because it showcases each actor, you know, each character, and each moment plays out like a new scene, despite the fact that they don't leave the room, which is fascinating. Um, and I could just see how how it's popular and why it's why it's a popular play. I mean it. It's fantastic. The acting's great. Um, you know, it, it being in one place um, is is great. I love one um, location movies. I think they're great. Um, I notice there's a lot of long shots in it. I have it on right now. There's a lot of long shots in it. And you never really realize how uh, cool it is and how difficult it has to be uh, watching these long takes. Because it's like everybody's got to hit like a mark, you know? If they don't have to hit necessarily a mark, maybe it's a little looser of a, hey, you know, just get out of the view of this or just move here or move around in this general area. It's how difficult it's got to be to coordinate all of it and make it look genuine. Um, so... It's it's just really cool to see. Um, of course, this movie was made in 1957, 
starring Henry Fonda. Um, I don't know much about the other actors in the film. Um, that's completely my fault for not maybe doing a little more research. So I don't know if, like, my guinea pigs just threw a fit. Um, scared the shit out of me. Um, I don't know if it's, if this is necessarily like an all-star cast of the time. I do know, I think it's Tom Barragon. Am I mistaken? No. I, I know I've seen Martin Balsam somewhere. I'm clicking on his IMDb just to see. Um, I feel like, oh yeah, I played the, played in Psycho. He was the detective. That makes sense. That makes sense now. Um, anyway, getting back to it. Uh, there's a lot to take in this film in terms of, um, like what's, what's going on. It's of course, you know, if you haven't seen already, 12 jurors who are trying to decide on a, uh, you know, what they believe to be the right um, vote, guilty or not guilty. Um, they've heard all the facts, and you don't see anything of the, the court case, um, but you do hear them talk about it like, you know, well, the, you know this witness said this or the prosecution said this, um, this evidence was brought up. And what's great about it is you don't see the, um, you don't see the court case play out, but you see so much in terms of the jurors talking about it and, Henry Fonda breaking down certain things he's heard or other jurors breaking down what they've heard. And you actually at the, by the end of it feel like you did see the court case itself and not just this. Um, so I thought that was pretty neat. Um, it's just a really cool thing to see because you know, you don't see first off when you read something about a movie like this, you're thinking like, what, like, how can you fulfill an entire movie? And I think that's a lot of people's preconceived notions is like, how can you make a like 90 minimum 90 minute movie based on something like this? And it's, and they do it flawlessly. Um, each juror has um, their own kind of, uh, quirks, like each each juror is unique. When one is loud, the other is silent. When one's irrational, the other one speaks rationally, and so on. And they all have prejudices. You know, they're they're not based on fact or firsthand experiences. It's just like you know, one of them talks about you know you've seen what they're capable of, you've seen what they can do or whatever. And Henry Fonda even throws it in his face and says, you know that you know the same guy who's, you know, more or less a racist, um, brings something up about a witness and the witness is also quote unquote, one of them. And Henry Fonda throws it in his face and goes, you know, didn't you say that 
their kind was um, untrustworthy, things like that. So it's kind of like uh, Henry Fonda does a great job of turning their these people's counter arguments that aren't based on fact and aren't really based on anything concrete and turning them on their head and kind of like throwing it back at them. It's um, really in a way funny and also sad because you realize at the time and even today that some people just don't like some other people for some stupid, you know, uh, something that it's, it's not, it doesn't make any sense. You know, well, they're capable. It's stereotype. I think just, I think stereotype is a better word instead of prejudices, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's not, but they definitely stereotype certain people. Um, and it's, it's interesting to see how each person reacts to each argument being made because you have Henry Fonda who's saying, well, well, let's go through the facts again. Let's, let's look at this. Let's, let's get the knife, you know, let's get the diagram of the apartment. Let's play out, you know, this, um, what the witness um, says he saw, things like that. So um, it's really an interesting play on um, like how, th- how things work and what they, w- essentially like how each person thinks at first, you know, he's the only one that speaks out, um, Henry Fonda. And he says, you know, he just, he doesn't know. He doesn't know that the guy is, that they're deciding on is guilty. You know, he's, if he's found guilty, he goes to, he gets executed. He goes to the chair and he just doesn't know. And that's exactly what you're kind of told in moments like this is if you don't know, then, then you don't, you don't have all, you either don't have all the facts or you really can't make a decision on, I don't know, you know, you got to know what you're talking about. You have to understand the case, the arguments being made, you know, the, the, motive hopefully um all these things and all you know is this kid is being tried for murder for murdering his dad he's killed by um uh, via stabbing um there is no real other suspects they don't really allude to any i mean they do talk about like are you saying one time when they're talking about the knife that you know, the kid bought the knife, the knife fell in out of his pocket. So he picked it up and killed his dad, but that's not really pointing it to certain people. It's just saying, you know, do you really think that's possible? And you hear fun, you know, fun to say a couple times that, you know, just saying that a coincidence is possible. It's one of my favorite lines in the movie, especially when the knife is brought out that knife scene where he takes like a re- exact replica out and kind of, sh- you know, throws it, essentially throws it down next to the other one. And it's like this huge moment. Um, it's easily, you know, before I even get to the rankings, that's, that's my personal favorite scene. 
Um, it's it's hard to argue that that's not the best scene in the movie, but you know, to each their own. Uh, I try to think what like Brian's favorite scene would be, but I guess I'll have to wait for that. I never, I can never guess. Brian Brian's got some interesting takes. Where I'm like, oh, well, this is what everybody says is the best scene. Maybe I agree with it. He's like, well, this is mine because it played this importance. And I think that's fascinating. So kind of bummed I'm not doing this one with him, but that's okay. Um, I am going to recommend you watch it, though. I will recommend you watch it. Um, as I recommend anybody watch it. Uh, so with that being said, this is probably going to be a little bit of shorter review, by the way. Because for one... It's not necessarily, uh, you know, movies nowadays, it's like you can break it apart so many ways. And I think we're, me and Brian specifically, um, try to break down more like action movies. Um, that's not really the truth, but some of the movies that we break down, there's a lot to them. This one, there's a lot to it. But I can't, like, this one's, this episode's going to be short just because I want people to see it. I understand, like, wanting to make, like, this long review and telling everybody, like, everything that happens. I know me and Brian get on tangents when we do our regular episodes of just talking about the movie and certain parts of the movie, and then we debate. Um, this one I feel like is, is so nuanced that you got to see it for yourself. If Brian was here, if we both watched this, this episode would probably be an hour because one, I don't have to hear my voice the entire time, which I find slightly revolting, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's easier to bounce ideas off of people if that makes any sense, because it's like, you know, when you're talking about the certain jurors, each juror has like their own little unique thing. You know, one's got to go to a ball game. Uh, you know, Yankees, I think it's Yankees in Cleveland. And, um, you know, another one, each, each character has their own, you know, it's their names aren't given. A couple of them are later said in the, at the end, but most of them, I feel like kind of fit a stereotype in itself. You have like one that's a stockbroker, another guy that works in like advertising, another guy who's like, um, self-employed, uh, watchmaker. And then Henry Fonda plays a guy who's an architect um, and not much is said about, uh, the other guy. I think one of them is like a carpenter or a, um, home renovator or something like that. Um, cause he's brought up, you know, he brings up, he's actually like probably one of the more quiet ones. He brings up working in a home close to the L train when the L train's a part of the, um, argument. And, you know, they're talking about how loud it is and, stuff like that. And he's like, well, I worked in a unit that was next to it and it was really loud. You could barely hear yourself think. 
And he's probably the one guy who doesn't speak all that much. Each person has their moment to stand out. Um, that juror doesn't seem to have one. I mean, that could be, that very well could be it. That could be his moment. Um, but it's it's really interesting to see it. You know, they go through the knife the knife conversation. You know, oh no, no one can have a similar looking knife. Um, you know, it's illegal to have them, and they kind of use that against the kid. And then the what's kind of funny is I kind of gloss over it. Um, I found it slightly humorous, but they're like, you know, the guy who sold the knife to him has never seen one before. And then they mentioned later on, like five seconds later or something like that, that it's illegal to buy or sell them. And I don't know if it's like illegal to sell them secondhand or if it's illegal to sell them at all. I just find that kind of interesting. Um, but other than that, like the, the diagram scene where they break down, they break down each, um, they break down like, well, he's got this many steps to the door. You know, the guy heard steps, came to his door, watched the kid run down the stairs. But the, you know, the tenant of that unit has like a lamp. So how could he get to the door that fast? It breaks it down in a way that's so great. And Henry Fonda gives a, such a phenomenal performance. You know, he plays at first an objective voice. And as the film goes on, he becomes almost like the detective building a case or a lawyer breaking one down, uh, you know, hoping that his fellow jurors understand that not everything is what it seems. And I think that's great because you kind of need that objective voice and it's, um, he does such a great job of it because he says, you know, well, I'm just saying it's coincidence is possible. And then it goes on to him playing out a scenario of trying to get, you know, 43 feet while limping in a certain amount of time, things like that. Um, sorry to back away the mic a little bit. Um, but it, it's just such a great film and I can't recommend it enough. It's on Amazon Prime via... I think epics um, wherever you can, I would rent it. Um, if you're a friend of mine, just text me and I'll let you borrow it. Um, gladly. It's just it's such a, such a great film. It instantly became top five after I first watched it. Like I had started it so many times it was usually like it's after work. I had the house to myself. I'll come home and I'll watch it. And then something would happen. You know the, you know my dogs need to be fed or let out. And then there was constant interruption. And then sometimes when that happens, it takes me a while to get back to something. And I don't like diving back into a movie if I don't if it's not like within like an hour of stopping it. Um, and then if I find myself like on my phone um, or falling asleep. Uh, I'll restart it. it. It's crazy. I'll I'll watch it. I'll sit here and I'll watch a movie. Watch it all the way through. Once in a while, I'll interrupt it with you know grabbing my phone, which is annoying as hell. And then like I'll put it down and I'll go. Well, I have to restart this, and I'll just do it another time. Um, which I'm very proud of myself for like having that instinct. So yeah, I watched it all the way through. I watched it several times 
this is definitely a top five. What are my top fives? Uh, that will be an episode for another day because I have already talked to Brian about doing it. Um, the podcast is doing so great. I can't thank everybody enough. And we need to do episodes where you get to know us a little bit more. Um, because I think we sometimes say, that's my favorite movie during one of these podcast episodes. And for the people listening, I'm sure it confuses the holy hell out of them. Like, they have no idea how we could have, like, ten top five movies kind of thing. Is That's how I put it to some people. Um, so we will break down those movies in a later episode. But right now I want to get to the ranking. Um, so... Henry Fonda, I already said, is one of my favorite actors. First saw him in uh, My Darling Clementine in a film class years ago. Absolutely loved it. Loved him. Loved his voice. Um, and I loved him in Once Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in the West. Because um, I loved he played a bad guy. Like, at the time when I first saw it, I was like, you know, I read some articles on it and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Henry Fonda's a bad guy. He always plays good guys. Blah, blah, blah. And I didn't really see anything else of Fonda, uh, Fonda's work. And then I kind of realized after seeing a couple more things or seeing clips of him, at least, or reading up on him, that it's like, oh, wow, that must have been kind of shocking. Um, uh, kind of had the same feel as, like, Tom Cruise playing a bad guy in Collateral. It's not something you would see. A lot. Um, but yeah, he gives a phenomenal performance in this. I gotta be honest, every actor in this does. Um, I'm just looking at it now. They're talking about the knife stabbing situation. And the camera work is awesome because I can see everybody's face. Maybe not their whole face, but I can see everybody's face and where everybody is in this one shot. And there's three people up front and there's. Two, four, six, eight, nine other, not a math guy, nine other guys behind him. And you could see most of them, all of them pretty much. You know, you see the top of the head of another one, but you see that he's moving around, things like that. Um, so everyone gives a phenomenal performance. So in terms of a favorite shot, it's a shot of the knives. You know, he throws it down. Um, but takes it out of his pocket, throws it down. That's my favorite shot. Favorite scene. Uh, I mean, it's kind of difficult to pick one exactly. I would probably have to say it's the knife scene. It's a little hard to argue that. You know, he's saying coincidence is possible. And the other guy comes up. Well, I'd say it's not possible. And then the Henry Fonda gets up, reaches in his pocket, takes the knife out. Pops it, the blade, throws it down. Uh, one of my favorite scenes of all time. Easily. Um, and I'm trying to think of... Did I say dialogue already? Dialogue, it's the knife thing. Though it's more so, you know, him saying it's the coincidence is possible type of thing. And then when the knife is thrown down, continuing from there saying, you know, I went for a walk last night. I walked, walked the kid's street. Uh, went to a shop and bought the knife. Um, and this is after everybody said, you know, the knife is unique, yada, yada, yada. Um, 
But if I had to pick another line of dialogue just to be a little bit different and not play favorites, it would probably be uh, kind of the midway point where, um, I forget his name. I know they all go by jurors, but um, let's see if I can't get back to it. Um, Lee J. Cobb, Lee J. Cobb, juror number three, who's kind of like the holdout the whole movie. Um, you know, he's always disagreeing and, um, and saying he doesn't believe it, things like that. Um, he has a moment in which he says, you know, you're all crazy. Um, you know, the kid's guilty. I know he's guilty. You're going to let him slip through our fingers. And Henry Fonda says, slip through our fingers. You know, I bet you'd like to pull the switch kind of, you know, kind of, not really dogging him on, but telling him the truth. Like, you just want this to be over with and just put him to death. And then he says something like, you know, you've been acting, this whole time you've been acting like a a public avenger. So I guess that would be my favorite line because I actually kind of like how that sounds. Um, As I say this, I remember another ideal scene where um, I think it's Ed, Ed Bagley... Um, he, he kind of gets up, gets irritated and starts telling people they're crazy and they're dumb for thinking this. And he says some things that are, they're racist about the kid, um, the suspect in question, the one man standing trial and everyone after hearing, you know, every so often one gets up while he's going through this kind of like monologue kind of gets up and turns their back to him which I think is like a fascinating, fascinating scene. Um, yeah. So plenty of moments, standout moments in this film. Um, as for my rating, as everybody knows, I've said in the last couple of weeks and people have been voicing their opinions on as well, uh, including Brian. Um, I have felt like I've been pretty lenient on, um, my ratings. Cause I noticed, you know, we do this out of 50 thing. And then we said, well, it's kind of, when we say 50, it's really like a, out of a five, think of it more like out of five. It's just with 50, you can be more detailed and it's on brand. Um, I've been giving, I was giving a lot of things like fours, um, like high fours, mid, mid fours, lower fours, you know, the forties. Um, and I just wanted to start going through these movies that we've been watching in these shows and start to really say, well, why don't I start knocking things, points off for things that I didn't like or kind of my gut feeling like I was going to do a letterbox review or a Rotten Tomatoes review or star review on Google or whatever. So I thought about it long and hard. Um, I've been doing this new ranking system, um, this less, um, a little more detailed rating the last couple of reviews. And I can say without a doubt, I think I'm going to give this a 50 out of 50. I, I just can't find anything that I disagree with it. Other than like, you know, it's, it was made a long time ago. So there's certain things that might've played differently now. Um, 
but I don't see anything where I'm like, gosh, that's that's a tough thing to overlook. That's my guinea pigs throw another fit. Um, I couldn't find anything I really disliked about it. The each shot is meticulously thought out. It's beautiful. The acting is great. Like everyone has their own chance at a performance, and it's fantastic. Uh, Henry Fonda stands out. Uh, I already said cinematography. The the dialogue is great. Um, it's just an overall solid film. No wonder it's in the Criterion movie uh, Blu-ray selection. Uh, no wonder it's a successful play. I'd really love to see the play because it, it it's no wonder it works as a play. Um, it works so well, I should say. Um, but it's a fantastic movie. If you haven't checked it out, please do. Um, as always, I appreciate everybody listening in. Uh, we're going to try and do more of these retro reviews, uh, due to the writer strike, uh, and the, you know, SAG AFTRA, um, strike. We are trying to do a little more retro reviews just because, you know, we know it's kind of a, um, kind of a tough time right now for everybody. Um, um, we stand with the Actors Guild and the Writers Guild, and it's uh, we know movies moving around in terms of scheduling, um, release dates, and stuff like that. They're all kind of up, up in the air. You know, things are moving around. They just moved Dune uh, Part Two, and we completely understand. So we're going to do a little more like retro reviews. Um, if anyone has any suggestions, please just DM the the Instagram. Uh, we're on it every day. And uh, yeah, we appreciate everybody listening in. Um, it's growing almost every time we post an episode. It's, it's amazing. It's incredible. It's a little nerve wracking uh, that so many people... Uh, want to listen to us and I'm hoping we don't screw up. Uh, if you disagree with the review, let us know, please, by all means. And um, as always, appreciate everybody checking in on us, following the Instagram uh, and what we do, the YouTube as well. And stay tuned. <laughs>